46. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot. I'm Mal. <laughs> Cartoon voice. <laughs> I'm Ariel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name's Ariel. <laughs> I'm Thomas. I'm Ariel. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Snark Notes main characters. That's right, we've changed the name. What the hell? Right? <laughs> Why did we do that? You might be asking. Uh, I wasn't filling the B word. <laughs> you also mentioned changing the name on last week's episode. I did, but I had to cut all of that because then I started talking in an Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> oh, it's not in it? No. I think B word maybe is in there, but like I don't uh, think anything else is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I cut all that. Um, But this is good. I feel like it fits better. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely fits better, especially considering that we're about to do a summary of (laughs) A Court of Wings and Ruin, chapters 46 through 58. Yeah, chapters 46 through 58. I knew that. (laughs) That's what I read, at least, because that's what you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens in 59, I don't know, so don't ask. Should we do, like, a side note? Thomas, what do you remember? Supply closet? Supply closet. (laughs) Y'all did go to make that joke yesterday. (laughs) I don't remember what I said, but he goes, supply closet? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 46, guys. Feyre's decided to lash out using her powers given to her by the other members of the high or the other high lords, and she wants to kill Baron. But Reese is like, "Um, please don't." <laughs> they're all like, "Whoa, that's where my powers went." And I'm like, "So that's why you made her high lady Reese?" And he's like, "Nah, it's because I love her, guys." I don't know if I buy that anymore. <laughs> that he loves her? <laughs> no, no, no. That he made her high lady because he loves her. I think he did it because it's like this is a power move. I mean, fair. <laughs> and they're like, uh, so Bar- Baron is like being rude to Feyre, and Reese is like, do not, no, he's like, do not speak to my mate like that. Like, okay, <laughs> testosterone in this building is flowing. Um, and then Baron is like, this meeting is over, and Nesta is like, it is not. Now sit down, and they do. They listen. I would too. Supply closet, Nesta, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Nessa tells them a bit of her story about her uh, experience with the cauldron and when she was human. And Baron is just like, I'll think about it. <laughs> and leaves. Kalias then wants to know more about Feyre's powers. And then Tarquin is like, eh, it was worth it for us to give up a bit of our powers because you saved us all under the mountain. And the others are like, well, we could just kill her. <laughs> she's Wait, like, so can we like pause here? Because they talk about how much power was taken out of them. And they're like, it's like a fish missing a scale. Yeah, it's so it's such a small piece of their power that they're missing, and they're like, you know, maybe we should just kill her, get it over with, and then we'd get it back. And then she's like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> like, I didn't make you give it up. You willingly gave up that piece of your power to me. Um, 
And these fucking bitches, man, let me tell you, they're Except terrible. Except Tarquin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love Tarquin. Tarquin can get it any day of the week. Um, except for Mondays. But then all the women stand with her, and they're like... <laughs> I wanted to ask, and then I didn't want to ask. <laughs> Mondays? <laughs> I don't know, it just feels like an off day. Like, you know, I'm, if I'm doing every every person in this room, I feel like... <laughs> seven days of the week <laughs> that's too many and mondays i feel like it's my rest day you know it's the lord's day <laughs> Miles day. yes um <laughs> anyway so then the women all stand up and they're like i'm with her and then that makes all, all the men go okay i guess i guess that's two who um so it was callius's mate vivian and who was the other one that stood up wasn't it homegirl from Summer Court, the sister of Cressida? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was surprising. Yeah, because Cressida's mad at them, too. So, like, Vivian, I get. Oh, but Cressida's Tarquin's sister. Yeah. Right? Okay, so I guess I see. And they just defended the Summer Court, yeah, too, and, so. And all the, yeah. the High Lords are just sitting there being quiet, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I honestly hate this meeting. It goes on so long. Um, And then because... <laughs> Sorry. What? No, what she said. <laughs> I was like, no one agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I like the meeting. I do too. Okay, fine. It's just you. <laughs> um, and then because all of the women agreed, the High Lords stand up and they're like, yeah, we agree too. Even Tamlin, like, what the fuck? You're on the enemy side. Why do you even get a say so? Why are you here? You have no men. What are you going to do? Turn into your elk eel beast? What's that going to do? You're going to get Feyre to ride your back one last time? Jeez. Anyway, so then Reese is like, congratulations, you have six out of the seven to ally with us. Chapter 47. The meeting continues, and it's just a lot of arguing. They're invited to stay the night and then resume in the morning, which they all do. Asriel is like, sorry, but the man is not sorry. Um, Vivian is such a true girl's girl in this meeting. And she's like, LOL, Eris is a little dick anyway. He deserved it. <laughs> and Claudius is like, oh, gee, please don't say that. But she's like, it's true. <coughs> and then they talk a little bit more with the Winter Court and kind of repair something there. I don't know what exactly was, like, wrong, but, like, it feels a little bit more prepared. Maybe that's just my fan fiction. <laughs> No, because the Winter Court is where Amarantha killed all those children, right? And then yeah. Reese felt guilty for that. I think that's all that's wrong, is that they blamed Reese for the things Amarantha did. And then mm -hmm. Reese kind of felt guilty because it's like, yeah, I didn't do anything to stop it. We learned that Theisen... Theisen? Theisen? I don't know. He's, from, he's the High Lord of the Dawn Court. Kept his place from Amarantha because it's his private residence. And most likely, sh and most likely shielded it the same way Reese and Callias did. Now, Asriel's being super moody and quiet. Love it. <laughs> That's all I have for commentary there. I love it. I love a moody man. And she's like, so So then is like, I should probably go ch check on Nesta. But then there's a knock at the door. It's Helion. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. I love this part so Is much. that how you say his name? Helion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, H-E-L-I-O-N. Oh, it's like a... It's like Helios. Demonic. Helion. 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 
<clears throat> no, it's like Helios. No, but we love him. He's a good guy. He's like the sun, the sun high lord. That's like a demonic name, <clears throat> Helion. Is it? Yeah. Mm, no. Is it? I see why you would think that. I don't. <laughs> Is it actually? I think it's like demons are actually named that. Mm, you While you look that up, I'll continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Helion is like, how did you manage con- to convince Deason to give you this awesome room after Moore's like, don't open the door. <laughs> don't do it. They open the door anyway. And Reese is like, I think he finds my men prettier than yours. It must be a wing fetish. Love it. Love that Ew! Line. Love it. I hated that line. Oh, I guess it's just relatable for me. Because you have a wing <laughs> fetish. Yes. All of my favorite <laughs> book boyfriends have wings. Uh-uh. It's so funny. Helion is flirting with Azriel about his ass beating for Eris, and then he's like, can't believe the three of you haven't accepted my offer for the supply closet. Um, the three of them being Cassian, Moore, and Azriel <laughs> to join them to join him in bed. It's funny because Farah is communicating with Reese at this point too, and she's like, "Why the hell are they not taking him up on it? They're beautiful." <laughs> and Moore's like, eh, "I don't like to share." And then Reese is like, "You want another male to join us in bed, Farah?" And then Moore, sp- <laughs> and then Moore speaks up, and she's like, "Okay, either you share what's going, what you two are saying to each other, or you go somewhere else. We don't have to stew in your sense." <laughs> it smells crazy in there. What the <laughs> fuck is it smelling like in there? Fish market. <laughs> oh no. Like, oh I'm no. thinking maybe they're turned on. I don't know what's happening, but like, it's gross. Yeah. I don't want to hear be that. the stew in your sense. That is disgusting. Um, Cassian is asking Helion about war shit. And then they express their concerns with Baron joining them. And Helion is like, don't worry. Baron remembers the mistakes he made in the last war. So, do, so does his wife. And they're like, huh? And Feyre's like, you know, Helion was looking a lot at the Lady of the Autumn Court tonight. Like, he was looking over there a lot. Why? Um, Helion explains that her sisters had been butchered during the war. She had been sent to stay with her sisters to spread out the bloodline when Hyrin attacked. And her sisters bought her time and she ran. They cornered her, but Helion was the one who found her and saved her. And Feyre is like, why would you do that? Like, she was just the wife of a high lord. <clears throat> he tore the beasts apart when he found her like that. And Helion just says that she married too young and to someone who was simply arranged for her. She was waiting, apparently, according to Moore, for someone she had met by chance at a ball the year before. And Helion is like, hmm, interesting, because her parents sold her out. She obviously met Helion at that ball. Mm -hmm. Um, Baron doesn't even know that Helion had saved his wife. Helion and the Lady of the Autumn Court then had an affair on and off for years. And that was up until Baron found out. And she chose to stay with Baron, even though he hurts her, like physically abuses her, mentally abuses her, verbally, like it's it's not great. And then Ferris starts thinking, hmm, that, that happened like centuries ago and she'd never seen Helion again. And yet she lets Baron treat her that way. So she's like so horribly. And then she starts to notice things. And then bam, Reese is like, Whatever you just figured out, wipe that look off your face right now. I love that moment between them. It is so funny to me. 
And then she shares that Helion is Lucian's father. <laughs> and Reese is like, fuck. <laughs> I love this reveal so freaking much. Me too. I was so excited. For this we barely reveal. even know him at this time. It's kind of like one of those things that's like, thank God Baron isn't his dad, but whatever. But I don't know, know Lucian so well. So it's like, oh, that's why your dad hates you. Yeah. And then they have like the same. They have the same nose, they have the same smile, the same voice. Even Lucian's skin is darker than his brother's. And it would explain why his fathers and brothers hate him so much, like Ariel even said. Though she says that even though he's passable as his son. And that's why Eris didn't really want him dead, because he wasn't really a threat to Eris's power as a high lord at the Autumn Court. Right, and it would just be embarrassing for him. Yeah. He was cuckolded. <laughs> well, then they're thinking, they're like, Huh. Why would she not say anything? And it's like, we think that maybe Baron found out around the time that she learned that she was pregnant and she was just like, this is better that he thinks this is his child than it being Helion's. But this means that Lucian is the sole heir to the day court's throne. Well, <laughs> <laughs> <All> this reveal. <laughs> um, Nesta is suddenly like cold stone like just like suddenly freaked out and she's like we need to leave something's wrong they don't go what the fuck i would have gone i'd been like yep you're right let's go like this lady is connected to the cauldron in some way and you're just gonna be like nah um excuse me your other sister's a seer well it doesn't even dawn to them like they automatically assume she just means something's wrong there like they're not even thinking the cauldron or anywhere else or what is she but sensing? it's like they're just even, like okay we'll check the area out even with like it being nested though the fact that it's nested the way that fair describes it in this book it's like so obvious something is wrong like something is big time wrong if nesta told me we needed to leave we need to leave the way she said it especially um but they don't and then Farah and Reese go to have sex, but then she's like, I can't do that when ta- with Tamlin here. Okay, weirdest conversation ever. Why is this conversation here at all? I I, I literally don't know. Because he he's then like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she's like, I can't do it with him here because he knows I'm in the same room as Reese. And he's laying in a bedroom somewhere thinking about this. like, Which, like, I, I've... Follow her line of thinking there, and I think it's kind of sweet that, like, she doesn't just completely hate him. Like, she's still like, uh, it's kind of messed up. Like, I get where his feelings about all of this, too. Whatever, whatever. But Reese says, well, Tamlin still loves you. Why do you need yeah, to be like, him. I don't I don't think I can have sex with you under the same roof as him. Like, just don't do it. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> get the conversation. <laughs> oh, you're saying just, like, just don't have the conversation. Just don't do it. Yeah, there's there was no, no reason need to. Yeah, no need for it. Probably Literally, not. he can read her if thoughts. This was, if this was <laughs> any other man other than Reese right here, this conversation would have been so much different than it is. Oh, and I, I think that's assume... part of my complaint of Reese being, like, too perfect. Like, yeah. she's too. I would assume, I would have assumed that it's because she's not over him. They gotta be like, you still like care about him? <laughs> Why? It's just a, it's a weird thing to say. It, it really is. Even I, Reese, though, like you said, I didn't, I did, I guess I didn't get the ick about it until Thera says that. But even Reese being like, Tamlin still loves you, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. What, what am I supposed to do with this information? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, but anyway, uh, and oh, and then she's like, I know. 
Yeah, that's all she says. <laughs> I know. Okay. Why? That's so just... Okay. Just stop having a conversation. Just go to sleep. Yeah. Close your eyes. You don't deserve to talk anymore. Chapter 48. Helion and Moore do it the night before. <laughs> um, But it's time to start the arguing again. Okay, wait. Can we pause and backtrack to talk about that whole thing? Yeah. So when Moore's flirting with Helion, Reese is just kind of like, oh, this is just a thing she does. When Azrael becomes too attached, she just like clings to to the closest man she can to put distance between them or something along those lines. That's not healthy. Why not just it's tell Azriel that she doesn't want him? Why let it why string him along like this? Or it's like she's punishing him because he punched Eris for calling her a slut and it's like, dude, he was actually just kind of having your back and your solution is to sleep with someone else because mm, that's a little too protective. You know those girls that you kind of just keep guys on the side that they're not really that interested in? Mhm. Like she just net. strings people along. Yeah, she definitely does. But why? Yeah, this is <laughs> this is part of a whole other conversation that's gonna. We happen should talk later about too. Moore's problematic ass. Right now. Oh, you'll <laughs> figure you'll figure it out. It's explained kind of. It's explained, but it's so. It stupid. just makes you more mad at the same yeah. time. Okay, but yeah, she also gets jealous at uh, Nessa multiple times when Cassie and her are clearly showing affection for each other. I don't know if it's jealousy, more like protection. But again, that's something that'll come up later. And it's just like, it's just stupid. Honestly, this whole characterization of more is stupid. (laughs) No offense, Sarah. Love ya. Or it's really good in the sense that she's just a really dynamic character who has all these flaws, kind of. She does have flaws. (laughs) Because it's like... Her reaction to Nesta and Cassian is her weird way of being a good friend and trying to protect Cassian because she doesn't trust Nesta's motives yet. Which, Which fair, because Nesta's, Nesta's a bitch. Yeah, Nesta's being childish, too. But if she's the more And then the again. same thing with Azrael. I feel like her sleeping with, like, Helion and other people to make him jealous is her way of trying to push him away in a sense that says, I don't want to be with you. Go find happiness somewhere else. But, like, she doesn't want to ruin their friendship. But if she's the Morgan, which is, like, supposed to be, like... The truth teller. Right. She ain't telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a liar to be a truth teller. <laughs> um, Chapter 48. So, Helion and Moore did it the night before, but now it's time to start arguing again up in their little meeting. Um, They're like, let's get our troops together. And Tamlin is like, yeah, that would be nice if Farah hadn't destroyed their faith in me. <laughs> like... Uh, maybe don't be a bad guy. <laughs> no, I think I'm on Tamlin's side in this. I mean, Feyre did screw him over. She didn't time. think this. What she says to herself, she's like, okay, so I wasn't future planning whenever I tore his cart- court apart. Yeah, she was just revenge planning. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I have this, I, I don't like this dynamic between the two of them. Um, Feyre and Tamlin? Yeah. I just find it weird. It's awkward. It's uncomfy. I love it. (laughs) It's really good writing. (laughs) Because I'm just like, "Mm, let's get out of this room. Nesta's acting up again. (laughs) She's like seizing off in the corner, puking. And she just keeps saying that something is wrong. And I'm just like, "Uh, yeah. She said that. (laughs) And they're like, oh, fuck, maybe something is wrong. And then... They feel it. It's the cauldron. 
They feel an impact in the mountain shaking, but then it stops. The king of Hybron has destroyed the wall that was separating the humans and Prithian. Also, let's mention how sweet Cassian is during the whole Nesta having a moment. What does he do again? Love it. He's just like comforting her and watching her and like making sure she's okay. Like Feyre keeps saying that he won't take her his eyes off of her. It's so sweet. And the moments between them continue in the next few chapters. Um, chapter 49, they leave immediately and they're saying their goodbyes, but Varian is just like, um, tell her, never mind, I'll tell her when I see her again. <laughs> LOL, Amarin. <laughs> Amarin's getting some, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> Amarin in the supply closet. <laughs> Amarin and Varian. It's like, hey, weren't you just here, Mal? Oh, yeah, Amarin, but why are you here? Oh, I'm with Varian. Oh, okay, get out. It's my turn again. Um, move on <laughs> Nesta is like the people in our homes in our homeland we the worst bit <laughs> um, we need to move those people and Reese is like we can move them here and she's like they're not going to come here they hate you <laughs> and then Elaine is like we can move them to Grayson's they've been planning for something like this for a while they have super fey defenses <laughs> They don't say super fake, but that's, that's my concept of it. They have like ash trees. They have all this iron that doesn't work, apparently. They have these hounds trained to sniff out Faye. Is it, is it Tamlin? Is Tamlin the hound? <laughs> um, but there's like all these, there's even uh, escape tunnels, which is weird. Where are they escaping to? I don't know. Elaine is like, I'll speak to him. And Cassian is like, we got to move our Illyrians now. Um, and then they agreed to help Elaine by glamouring her to look more human so that she can try to convince Grayson and his father to help the others. Nesta's feeling really guilty, though, in this moment because she's like, I should have stayed to practice fighting against the cauldron with Amran. But nothing they can say is helping Nesta come out of her withdrawn state. Cassian is super concerned because she's not, like, being her normal angry self. <laughs> she's just kind of existing. And he tries to hide his concern. But then he steps up to her and shows her a few basics on how to defend herself if she needs it. And he's like, if any of them come to you, you kill them. And he's like, I told you you should have come to training. And then she's like, fuck you. <laughs> um, so she kind of like gets back to herself in this moment. Amran is up in her apartment and she reveals that she knows the creature underneath the library. Its name is Briaxis. And she's like, you don't want to know what it is. But... That was so stupid of you, Farah, to make a bargain with it. Farah is like, well, I want to make another. <laughs> okay. You just love yourself some bargains. She she goes to a bargain hunt every day. That's how much she loves herself <laughs> some bargains. She's an extreme couponer. <laughs> yeah. She's thrifting all the dangerous creatures. <laughs> so she's like, Amron, I need you to look into the wards that are holding it down there. So let's go. stupid <laughs> it's not stupid it's true um chapter 50 she goes down there with Amran and she's like come here and it's like um you don't summon me and she's like Briaxis I made a deal with you and then it's like oh shit she knows my name um and then uh she's like someone locked you down here I'm here to offer you another bargain and Amran is like what the fuck but she's not saying anything she's just doing what she's told anyway Thera is like listen 
I'm going to free you if you fight for me in the war. And it's like, no, nah, I don't want to leave. It's my home. Like, I love how every single monster that she contacts, she's like, I'll free you. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm a bone carver and Briaxis now. Yeah, they're like, both nah. like, no, I'm good. I'd rather stay locked up. Why? They're depressed. <laughs> I think they know something about our world that we don't. It's must be. And then it's just like, I just want sunlight and moonlight. It wants a window. You fucking weirdo, Briaxis. <laughs> you just want a window? Come on, ask for something else. Um. Anyway, if you're, anyway, they're like, okay, let's make our bargain. And they do. And I then I have a question. Huh? Okay. Maybe I missed this. Okay. The bone carver said he has a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. The sister is the weaver. The brother, did we figure that out yet? Didn't something happen to him? Is Briaxis the brother? No. Okay. Cut that. <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep that in. <laughs> um. So then they, they, she leaves, and then no one asks her anything when she gets back to the to the. They go back to the war camp first, or they go back home. And they went back home. Um. And Amron is still looking for a way to nullify the cauldron, and also a way to break the wards on Briaxis. And now Farah's like, "Well, Reese, the creature that's down there underneath the library is called Briaxis, and it's agreed to fight for us." And he's like, "Oh." has it and she's like yeah i made it another bargain it just wants a window and he's like great i guess it's time for me to redecorate my library for a monster (laughs) and as for the carver pharaoh's like i don't have time to play his games anyway that's the end of chapter 15 wait but i love what reese says about briaxis in the war right here he says cassian will never recover when he sees his newest (laughs) recruit because Cassian's so terrified of Briaxis. Cassian's no? going to love it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. What I is Briaxis? Is he a demon of sorts? We don't know. It's yeah. just a monster. The only answer you get is you don't want to know. We're going with um, dragon slash bog creature. <laughs> so I don't know. Time. I don't even know I, if it's like a physical thing. Yeah. For some reason, it's I'm imagining clear. a misty dragon. Yeah. It just kind of blends in with things. Yeah. And it's like, but during the, uh, what's that face for? Huh? You feel like a chameleon. Like a big old chameleon. <gasps> oh, Maybe. Yeah. That would be, that'd be kind of cute. I don't imagine Briaxis is cute, guys. Briaxis the chameleon. <laughs> That's the start of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, chapter 51, they're at the Illyrian war camp, and Devlon does not understand what Nesta is. And he's just like, what is she? And Nesta goes, I'm a witch. Why? Okay, so no one else has given this strong of a reaction yet. <laughs> I don't know, but like her response. I was That's like, not what she says. He's like, is she a witch? And she she's says, like, yes. yes. And the other's like, no, she's not. <laughs> it's such a funny moment to me in this book. And they're like, she's high fae. And she's like, she's not. Keep her away from all the women and children. Okay, but why has no one else reacted this strongly? You know what I mean? Like, they can look at Nesta, they can tell some things off with her, but no one has been like, oh my god, what is she? I think it's because he's not high fae either, so he knows, like, something's really different about her. Like, the ones that are around her, like, it's like, their family. Is it also because everyone who is not reacting big to her has seen her as a human? They haven't, though. Mm-mm. Not all of them have. 
I guess because all of them too, though. Like, who else has she been around other than all of the High Lords? Well, I guess yeah. Yeah, and no one else was like, "Oh my God, what is this strange anomaly?" But they're scared of Amran. Hmm. I don't know, man. Elaine is there, and they're getting ready to glam her to take her back to Grace, and she's like, "Oh my God, I forgot how plain I looked." <laughs> And then they're like, she's just like, I'm so ugly. Why no one tell me? But they're like, you're still beautiful. And then she's like, I don't buy that shit. This doesn't happen, by the way. That my she line? basically says that. Okay, I'm glad you agree with me here. I don't want to be accused. What chapter is this? Uh, fifty one. Um, and then they go to the human lands, and the gates are guarded. And Elaine goes to the guards, and she says, "Tell Grayson that his betrothed has come for him." That Elaine Archeon begs for sanctuary. I was so confused at this point because I was like, is she planning on staying with him? She Her plan was very loose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end, I get that she's not asking herself for sanctuary, but it's just like the way she said it. it was yeah, because like, also she's pretending to be human. Like, he's not going to be like, well, where the hell have you been? Are you staying? Where are you going? Where the hell have you, you been, Loka? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no. Um, that's a very, Thomas, that is a Twilight quote, and it is a very cringy one. <laughs> that's in chapter 51. Uh, chapter 52, they are waiting, and Farah's like, girl, how did you even meet this guy locked up in a tower like Rapunzel? <laughs> because it's it's so warded, warded and like guarded and like how does anyone get out of there? Um, And then Elaine is like, I met him at a ball. Okay. And Nessa was like, it's the worst ball ever. <laughs> Everyone <sucks>. wears gray. <laughs> um, Grayson agrees to come out, and they lead them inside, and the hounds are growling. Nessa's freaking out, and she reveals that she can't get into a bathtub anymore. Like, good time to mention this, Nesta. Good time. But she's like, I can't get into a bathtub anymore because I keep imagining it as a cauldron, and I have to use buckets. And then Vera's like, we'll figure out something else. Which reveals to me, they don't have showers. Yeah. Plumbing. Exactly. I don't know where where I was going with this. Non-existent. (laughs) Wait, so she can't use a bathtub, but she can use buckets? Yeah, because she she doesn't want to be submerged underwater. Uh, Like she was in the cauldron. Gotcha. Lord Nolan, Grayson's father, comes out and he's like, why are you here? And they reveal that the walls come down. And then he sees Nesta as Faye and he's like, what the fuck? No, get the fuck out. And then they explain the cauldron to him and what happened, basically. And Elaine is begging that they open their gates to any humans who can get in. But Grayson is like, you're lying. And then they're like, why did you come here? And at what risk is it for you to come here? And they're like, um, I don't know. You're surrounded by ash trees and everything to kill Faye. Like, that's a pretty big risk for us to come here. And then they're like, why should we believe you? And they're like, yeah, we know Elaine's Faye. You're not, you're not tricking us with your glamour, with your Faye magic. We've heard that she turned Faye, she was turned Faye first and has a mate who is the High Lord's son. And they're like, who told you this? And someone walks up from behind them. Jurian! Jurian, what is your hot self doing here? Hot? Yeah, we're in a jury. Yeah. Since too. when? <laughs> new episode, new love interest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a lot to say about this, so we need to get into what he says next. Okay. 
So chapter 53, I don't have his whole explanation, but turns out Jurian is a good guy on the right side of the war. And Reese is like, you played the villain convincingly enough, which is ironic for Reese to be like, oh, you played a good villain. Bro, and, so did you. Yeah. And Jurian says, you should have looked. I expected you to look into my mind and see the truth. And, like, I have to agree with him right here. Reese never thought to look into any of their enemies' minds to see the truth. Now, he also Crazy. explains why he didn't, because he was scared to see Amarantha there. Like, he didn't want any mem- memories of Amarantha or anything like that. But still, it seems like this one time, it could have been worth so it. So, we think Reese's flaw is stupidity. <laughs> 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 like, maybe that's why him and Favor are matched so that's, well. <laughs> that's his beige flag. Reese's beige flag is he's stupid. <laughs> Um, Jurian's only been after Miriam and Draken as a way to send them a message about the war because either Highburn helps find them so that they fight in the right side of the war to help his cause against Highburn or someone else gets word to them that they're being looked for. So either way, they find out about the war and are able to like swoop in and assist with them. Um, and then he says Tamlin ran back to Highburn after their meetings. What the heck, Of Tamlin? course he did. He did. They he didn't sucks. have sex because of you, and then you're going to turn <laughs> turn your back on them. Okay, so. Like, right when you think we're getting somewhere. At this point. Okay, so Tamlin. Kind of hot. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tamlin in the meetings was like, why do you think I was aligning myself with Highburn so I could play the double agent, so I could be your ally not high burns but maybe he's still in that's what i was about to say to be fair jurian doesn't say what information tamlin shared but the fact that tamlin said there was a high lord meeting i feel like is kind of already too much information Mm, i feel like he's playing like a serious not not a serious uh snape okay like he has to i mean he has to show he still has some alliance with Highburn so that they don't just like kill everyone in the spring court because they have control over the spring court right now okay but by the way he just took jurian's story because jurian was actually playing the the double agent yeah i wouldn't trust anyone in this book no one (laughs) no one is trustworthy they all play double agents you don't know maybe someone's a triple agent who the fuck are these people I like the idea of Tamlin being still being a double agent, playing the Snape role. I like that. Also, that, that has a redeeming. Effect. After all this time, Tamlin <laughs> looks at Pharaoh <laughs> always. Ew. <laughs> and then he Gross. turns into his elk form. <laughs> also, though, the King of Highburn, Jurian's only explanation for why he was resurrected is because the King of Highburn assumed after spending 50 years in Amarantha's ring that he would have gone crazy. But also, he's human. But also, he that would make him want to fight against Amarantha's cause, first of all. It Second of all, he's human. Up. Third of all, like, I, I just... There's there was no logic in Highburn ever resurrecting him in the first place. Yeah, King of Highburn was not smart. <laughs> so everyone's stupid. Everyone <laughs> is a little stupid. There are no geniuses here. Okay. Anyway, that was the end of fifty three. Um. So going into chapter fifty four, Elaine is begging Grayson to help the humans, but him and his dad are only worried about helping the rich and say they don't have the place for everyone else. Grayson notices Elaine still wearing the ring and demands she take it off. 
She says no and starts crying, and he just keeps screaming at her to take it off. Reese finally steps in and is like, she can keep the ring if she wants to, though I don't know why she would. We would all be very happier. Very happier? <laughs> what? We're getting, we we're getting some of the stupid... <laughs> Contagious. <laughs> we would all be much happier if she would just take it off. Okay. Grayson is a little bitch. I yes. don't like Grayson. Yes. Also, his voice actor is a little bitch. <laughs> I have to play y'all up. Because that's really all this is, is him and his dad just being little bitches. Um, but then Jurian gives everyone else a tip concerning Highburn's battle strategies for a battle that is happening tomorrow. And then they leave and go back and plan for that battle to happen. Is Hyber not concerned where Jurian is at this moment? Yeah, they're like, hey, our dude, <laughs> where is he going? Oh, uh, I think he, he said something along those lines. Like, he, no, I think he just ran away, right? He said once the wall came down, he was free to go wherever but he like, wished. How? He can't winnow. He can't fly. He doesn't run away, though, because doesn't he come back later in Highburn's camp? He by the yeah. wall in the spring court, and that's just how he got over so quickly. I don't know. He, last yeah. time we saw him, I guess he was examining it. Highburn trust him to do like go do his bidding though, because Highburn, the king of Highburn, wasn't in the spring yeah, court. Yeah, wouldn't was? Wouldn't Highburn though eventually want him dead because he's a human? They hate humans, right? Would they take him as a slave? Probably. I think I think that's the idea is that he already kind of is one. Is he? No, not to the slave <laughs> extent, but. As far as him being... Jurian's whole character, I, I'm just confused at. He doesn't really play an important role. I think the only important role he plays is this right here. Being like, oh, hey, just I'm like actually on you guys' side. Here's yeah. the info you need to know. Anyway. Anyways, chapter 55, all that happens in that chapter is that everyone's readying for a battle tomorrow, and the mood is very somber. Reese never goes to bed, and Feyre goes to find him. He's just kind of watching everyone ready for battle, and he says, a lot of soldiers are going to die tomorrow. It never gets easier. You know, here's my question. Faye against Faye. How do those battles typically work? Well, you read them. You read the battle scenes. Yeah, but like... It's just like, how possible is this actually? Well, you know, they sound hard to to fight. And like, if you have Reese, this can't be long. <laughs> Why is Reese out on the battlefield swinging a sword? Why is he not just getting into everyone's mind and like ripping them? Stab apart? yourself. Yeah. Anyway, continue. We'll discuss this as we go on. Yeah, I think the the battle at the end of the book is really when I was like, what even was the point of this entire book? <laughs> How is there a plot? Um, <clears throat> so, Feyre and Moore are just watching battle and admiring Cassian's death dance, they call it, because he's, like, dancing around and, and not literally, not literally dancing around. He's just so athletically. He's, yes, very graceful. They got in music his... playing in the background. <laughs> he's, like, definitely music playing. Very graceful in his killing maneuvers. The battle's over and Hybern soldiers are surrendering. Tarquin takes some prisoners but execute the others. I don't know what it is about the way the end of this part is written, but whenever um, Fair is thinking, she says, I could tell, could tell it was water now bubbling out of his lips, out the lips of all the Highborn soldiers as Tarquin drowned them on dry land. 
that freaking gave me chills. Also, though, one of my biggest fears is drowning. So the thought of like actually just drowning and not even being in water just freaks me out. You I mean, are seventy percent water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's how they. That's how he did it. No. <laughs> Probably. No. Probably. <laughs> I'm doubling down. down. <laughs> you guys telling me he definitely didn't? He definitely didn't. How? Prove it. He literally puts the water in them. Like, puts too much in them. From where? It doesn't matter. His whole power is water. Why would you not constantly be drowning? <laughs> yeah, I'm just floating water. in here. Just made it boil up. He just makes it boil. <laughs> Bubble up. Yeah, I'm with Ariel on this one. I think. Have you guys ever it's seen Avatar? <laughs> Which one? The Airbender. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What's the chick's name? Kira? Kyra? Kira? Kira? The chick who's the waterbender. Mm-hmm. She learns bloodbending at one point. Mm hmm. Telling me Tarquin can't bend no. what's inside you? No, they're not benders. But kind of. <laughs> oh. Nesta realizes Cassian is hurt when no one else did, and she helps bandage him. Oh, wait. Can we. What's Farrah doing during this time? Nothing. <laughs> not a damn fucking thing. Wait, during what time? Just the all the war. things happening? Oh. Uh, no, she. Literally talked to Reese and she's like, Are you cool if I sit this one out? He's like, yeah, boo. Yeah, it's after the battle that they have that conversation. Um, but like, why No, it's she okay. Fighting? I wasn't even going to talk about it. She just says she's not ready to be in like in uh, the center of all the gore and everything. Fucking sucks. <laughs> you, you don't got a choice. Okay, but also though, they assign more to babysit her. What? This, I'm telling you, the rest of this book pissed me off because I was like, what the fuck is Feyre doing? What's the purpose I thought that's not even the point I thought you were about to make. I thought you were about to say something about when Moore walks up after, like, Nessa's bandaging Cassian. I thought you were going to say something else about that drama. Oh, yeah, no. Is it misogynistic? Sarah, are you misogynistic? No one's not letting her fight. Yeah, no, Reese is like, it would be an honor for you to fight next to me in battle, but I understand if you're not ready yet. But that fucking sucks. Get over it, Farah. No one's ready for battle. You don't need to choose. <laughs> Get your fucking <laughs> shit up. You're one of the most powerful. And go fucking fight. I see your point. So I don't have, like, a valid argument against you. But also, I see Farah's point, too. She's just a little wimp. And when someone's not in the mindset, they're more of a... Um, a problem. There's another word I'm trying to think about that I can't think of. But, like, she, her being there would just distract everyone else because they would be worrying about protecting Feyre. Which is on them. <laughs> Don't be worried. You keep, your he- you keep your eyes forward. You just worry about who's in front of you trying to kill you. Um, everyone spends more time war planning. They're going to march their army but then leave a glamour behind that makes it seem like they're all still set up at the same camp. More Farah and Nesta are watching this next battle and is worse than the last. And Farah realizes she needs to find the cereal to get some answers. Yay, my favorite character, little Dobby. I love the cereal. Um, you think it's the same as Frosted Flakes? Why? Because <laughs> cereal. Oh my god. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 
After 57 starts with Farrah telling Moore to go fight because they need her. And like, yeah, duh, obviously. Well, they also need you, Farrah, but whatever. A little late for that. Farrah goes find Elaine and asks Elaine to find the cereal. And she does. And then Farrah catches it for a third time. This time, that shit was definitely on purpose. That cereal wanted to be taught. Wanted to be caught. I don't think Farrah's all that talented. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we talk about this last time she caught it? And they were like, no, he wanted to volunteer information. That is definitely the case this time. Yeah, the cereal wants to be caught each time. Does the cereal know what's about to happen to it? I think so. I think it's all knowing. I think it knows what purpose it has. Are we spoiling too much? No. Because we're about to continue. Yeah, no, it's not a spoiler. Um, chapter 58. The serial tells Farah to use Nesta to track the cauldron and tells her where to tell Amran to look for the answers within the book. And then it's cut off mid-sentence as blood sprays Farah's face and she realizes the serial was shot with arrows. And then fucking Ianthea walks out of the woods with two hibern swords. Fucking hate Ianthea. She's the worst. Isn't your hand broken? And... <laughs> That's the end of chapter 58 where we stopped for this podcast. She's the so. worst. I hate Ianthe. Ianthe can it's like a small one. <laughs> Why is she still showing up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wish she would die. And with Highburn soldiers though. So she's on Highburn's side now? She's no, been on Highburn's side. Jinx. She's with Tamlin. What? Yeah, but she's Tamlin's who- not Hamlin's but on I guess side. Hamlin's the only one that knows he's not really on Hybern's Well, also, Ianthe wants the power that Hybern's promising her. Yeah. And she's not going to get that with Tamlin. That's why she volunteered the sisters over what Tamlin had said. They oh, that's true. That's true. I love cereal. Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a... I mean, it was exciting. It was an exciting Yeah, a lot happened here. But at the same time, it's kind of like... There's not, like, new information... That we really need. Right. Very um, straight to the point. Yeah. Besides Helion being Lucian's father. I wonder though if that's going to come up in like the later books. That's Not theory. so far. I think from internet spoilers. Well I'm talking about like book six. To come. <clears throat> I, my predictions. I think Helion's going to die. In this Maybe in this war. Probably this war. Because I don't know what else is going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to say this war. And then Lucian's going to take over. Well, that doesn't happen. Snap so in the <laughs> let's let's play a game, Ariel. Someone dies in this war. Yeah. Who are your guesses? Besides the obvious of hybrid soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> I think Reese is on the table. Okay. You got any other guesses? Is that Tarquin? You can. Um, we're just asking for guesses. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yes, Tarquin. I'm not gonna give know. you a yes or no. Just give us the, your, your top three: Tarquin, Azrael, and Reese. Okay, those are some good guesses. They might not be. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't really you. care. <laughs> you I know? get. I get mad in situations like in this book when a war happens and someone doesn't die. Yeah. Like I feel like that's too unrealistic. Yeah, people need to die. Let's need, kill them. I need to mourn someone. Yeah, I, need to I just can't broken. tell if she's going to cut off a really main character that's going to break our heart or if it's just going to be a side character. That's it. Thank you for joining Snark Notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Thank you for joining Snark Notes, our first episode as Snark Notes, which is super exciting. Join us next time, main characters, for 
another episode and it's going to be chapters. What, do you know what chapters? No idea. Fuck, we suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at, oh God, I got to remember these now. It's like snark, the snark notes, the snark notes pod on Instagram and on TikTok. It is snark notes pod. I think just look up snark notes. <laughs> no one else is snark notes. We made sure. Um, okay. That's it. Goodbye.